Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. We live in a society that has a problem with people being different. As the years have gone by, change has happened. But at the core, we are still a world full of fear. On December 31st, 1993, the life of a young man who already lived a life of difficulty and constant fight was brutally murdered simply because those around him couldn't understand and accept his differences. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Tina Renee Brandon was born into heartbreak. Her father died just eight months after she was born, and as a child, she and her sister were sexually abused by their uncle for several years. Despite all of this, she was a well-rounded kid. She was always considered a tomboy, and this evolved into Tina identifying as a male from an early age. She dated female students, dressed in male fashion, and began referring to herself as Brandon. His mother, however, was not accepting of Brandon and continually referred to him as her daughter, Tina. Brandon's school considered his masculine clothing a violation of the school dress code, and during his senior year, he attempted to enlist in the armed forces in hopes of leaving Lincoln, Nebraska. However, he listed his sex as male, which resulted in a failed entrance exam. Despite the struggles, he was unapologetic about who he was. He lived the life he knew was right for him, dressed how he felt comfortable, and dated who he wanted. In 1991, 18-year-old Brandon had his first serious relationship with a girl named Heather. The following year, Brandon underwent a psychiatric evaluation. It was concluded that he had severe, quote, sexual identity crisis and was taken to a crisis center to make sure he wasn't suicidal. During this time, he came clean to his mother about the molestation and rape he suffered at the hands of the male relative and began attending regular therapy sessions with her. In 1993, after some legal trouble, Brandon moved to Falls City, Nebraska. In this new town, no one knew who Tina was. So, for the first time, he was able to live solely as Brandon. He moved into the home of Lisa Lambert and began dating her friend, Lana Tisdale. On December 19, 1993, Brandon Tina was arrested for forging checks. 
This seemingly small event would change the course of his life in ways no one could have ever imagined. Because when Lana Tisdell paid his bail, she found that Brandon was in the female section of the jail. She was shocked to learn that her boyfriend was, at birth, a female. Then, the local newspaper published a story about the arrest and used Brandon's birth name. All at once, the life he started as Brandon Tina was completely crumbling around him. During a Christmas Eve party, two friends and ex-cons, John Lauder and Marvin Thomas Tom Neeson, grabbed Brandon and forced him to remove his pants, thus proving to Lana and everyone else that he was, indeed, still anatomically female. They then forced Brandon into a car, drove him to a meatpacking plant, and assaulted and raped him. They then took Brandon back to Tom's house and forced him to take a shower to wash away any evidence. Brandon escaped, and by the time he made it back to Lana, he was bloody, bruised, and in a state of shock. She convinced him to file a police report and took him to the emergency room for a rape kit. A rape kit that was administered with complete disrespect, crassness, and later lost completely. The sheriff brought the men in on December 28th. John insisted he had no sexual contact with Brandon, but declined to offer any samples and refused a polygraph. Tom, on the other hand, did give samples, but claimed the sex between Brandon and John was completely consensual. The sheriff chose not to arrest the men due to lack of evidence, and now John and Tom knew Brandon filed a report despite their threats not to. The police weren't doing anything despite the men's extensive criminal history and left Brandon Tina as an open target. On December 30th, Brandon returned to the station for a follow-up interview, but saw Tom and refused to go inside. He called his mother, who begged him to come home. He told her he would see her on the 3rd and that, quote, everything will be all right. Unfortunately, Brandon Tina would never make it home because the very next day, around 1 a.m., John Lauder and Tom Neeson broke into Lisa Lambert's home looking to settle a score. They found her in bed and demanded she tell them where Brandon was. She refused, but after a quick search, they found Brandon hiding under the bed. Also inside was Philip Devine, who was sleeping on the couch after an argument with his girlfriend, Lana Tisdale's sister. The two men shot and killed Philip Devine, Lisa Lambert, and Brandon Tina, all in front of Lisa's toddler. The following morning, Lisa's mother came to the home to visit with her daughter and grandson and walked in to find a massacre. When the sheriff, the one who failed to arrest the men who attacked Brandon Tina, entered the room, he recognized Brandon immediately. He had been shot execution style and had a large jagged wound on his abdomen made with a knife. John Lauder and Tom Neeson were arrested immediately under suspicion of murder and, in exchange for a lesser sentence, Tom gave all of the details and named John as the main aggressor. John Lauder was found guilty of murder and received the death penalty. Brandon's mother sued Richardson County and the sheriff for failing to prevent Brandon's death. She was awarded $80,000 as well as close to $7,000 for funeral costs. When Brandon Tina was buried, his headstone bore his birth name, and the epitaph of daughter, sister, and friend. 
His mother continued to object publicly to Brandon being referred to as he for the rest of her life. In 1999, the life and death of Brandon Tina became the inspiration for the Academy Award-winning movie, Boys Don't Cry. Lana Tisdale sued the producers for depicting her as lazy, white trash, and claimed that it falsely portrayed that she continued the relationship after discovering that Brandon was anatomically female. They settled for an undisclosed amount. When Hilary Swank won an Oscar for her role, she much to his mother's dismay, thanked Brandon Tina on national television. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe and Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.